up, everybody? Welcome to the Philip and Leroy, the Judgmental Podcast. I'm Leroy. No Philip on this pregame show. We'll get up with him at halftime. Well, let me tell you about today's game, the Eagles versus the 49ers, home field at Lincoln Financial. The Eagles are favored, or underdogs, I'm sorry, by three points, and the over-under is 49. The over-under is kind of high to me. Injuries this week. We have safety Marcus Epp is questionable with a concussion. And we have cornerback Johiah Scott has a hamstring injury. Last week we did uh, predictions on how players was going to do. I kept it the same. Jalen Hurts, 210 yards, two TDs, and one INT. I think he's going to throw an interception this week. Uh, Devontae Smith, I was off. I think he had seven receptions for 71 yards, if I'm not mistaken. And I had seven receptions by 70 yards. This week, I'm going to say he has eight receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, I think I had him at 15 carries for 110 yards. I'm going to say 17 carries at 85 85 yards. Um, Hopefully, the Eagles uh, run the football first. Because in the first half of the Falcons game, they was pass happy. Then they start running the football in the second half. So hopefully this week they can establish a run game early. Eagles fans, we have uh, Carson Wentz watch. Carson Wentz is playing the L.A. Rams. Last week he, had, he was 25 for 38, 251 yards, two touchdowns, and zero interceptions. This week he's going against the Rams, and let's just hope he have a good game. So uh, we'll get back with y'all at um, halftime. Philip will be back with us. So, uh, and of course, uh, we, we always do. This is a pregame, halftime, and postgame. Postgame, we'll have someone on the visiting team to join us. So uh, I'll see if I can make that happen. We'll be back. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! All right, everybody, it's halftime. The Eagles are losing 3-7 to seven in a baseball score. Let me get into some stats real quick. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 8 for 13, 151 yards, no touchdown, no interceptions. Miles Sanders, 9 for 29, 9, 3 yards to carry. That's rushing, I'm sorry. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 3 for 12, and Gainwell is 4 for 11. Receiving Watkins is 2 for 117. Smith is 2 for 16. Gainwell is one for nine, Rieger is two for five, and Sanders is one for four. Getting to the 49ers, Jimmy Garofalo, who had a horrible first half, but he's 14 for 20, 137 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Rushing, Garofalo is three for 13, Mitchell is seven for eight, uh, Jusink is one for two, and Debo is one for one. Uh, receiving, Debo is four for 72. Hasty is four for 21, and Kittle is four for 15. Jennings is one for 11 with the touchdown uh, towards the end of the half. Uh, Mitchell is one for 11, and Jessink is one for seven. Now, what you think about the game so far, Phil? It's a def- defensive battle like I knew it was going to be. I mean, no, that's not a defensive battle. That's just poor coaching it, on both is teams. It, is it, is it, well, it, well, it is a little bit of both. But our defense and their defense both is playing good. Besides that last drive, our defense was playing great. But when you play in a team that has defense like that, you can't leave points off the board. You have to score when you get down there. And twice we got down there and walked away with zero. You can't have that. Okay, first of all, my, my little notes I have, I have the, the Eagles do way too many rod receiver screens. Can we stop this shit, please? 
because you can automatically tell what's going to, what the play is going to be, how you line up. They do it all the time. They did it last year. The same rivalry screen, screen shit. And as you was talking about the defense, the defense is not fooled by that. The 49er defense I'm talking about now. And uh, I also said the 49ers play calling is worse than the Eagles. And uh, at the red zone, which you was talking about when they didn't they didn't score, I said that was bad play calling on it on the red zone. Right. So so we 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 call good plays throughout the whole game, but then we get in the red zone. That's when we start getting stupid and calling dumb shit. Even at even at a uh, fourth fourth uh, down play, when when they did that trickery bullshit, you only got one option. If that person is covered, that's your ass. You know what I mean? Why call that play? Right. I don't know what's wrong with just setting up a, a running back. First of all, we got to start having this two. Uh, just have a formation, a two running back formation, please. Just so you can get in the red zone and just run it in the end zone. Stop all this fancy shit. See, I think I think we don't have to have the two backs in at all time, but I think we need both tight ends on that every play. You know what I mean? Like That stop. way, when you do run it, the tight end becomes a blocker. And that's bigger than having a running back as a blocker or a receiver lined up inside to help block. You got two big ass tight ends that can help block. Right. And I also had in my notes, that was a good pass play by Jalen Hurts when he threw it to, um, was it Watkins for the touchdown, but they took it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think like uh, Kyle Shanahan, a 49ers fan can't be happy with he's calling and our coach, I don't know what the fuck they doing. It's it's been some bad uh, well, coach. Well, we well we we got an excuse. We got a rookie coach, but Shanahan been around a block, and he's a fucking clown. I don't know how he keep getting a job. His last name is Shanahan. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Every time I see him, I always think about the Donovan McNabb. Uh, you know that all that shit went down in Washington uh-huh. with them too. Yeah, I always think about that shit <laughs> with them. So, uh, anything else you want to add? What you want to see in the second half? All right, second half, keep playing a good defense. We can't let a march 97. That's just ridiculous. 97 yards down the field, we should have stopped them. And when your linebacker hits a quarterback behind the line of scrimmage, there's no way the quarterback should be able to fall forward for a one-yard first down. If he's hit behind the line of scrimmage, you being a linebacker, you're supposed to take him down. And Alex Singleton had him on that fourth down sneak, mm-hmm. and he still let him push forward and get that first down. Now, do you think he was a little nervous of getting a a, a penalty? Maybe. You no, know, I maybe he was off balance a little bit, and that's why the quarterback got a better uh, footing than him and was mm-hmm. able to bulge over and get the extra yard. So our like I said, our defense is playing good. I think we need to hit the quarterback because we ain't really been hitting them. We've been putting pressure on them, but not really hitting them. Put some pressure on them and hitting, and then our offense got to step it up. We got down there three times, and we only got seven points. That's bullshit. Well, three points. Three points. That's bullshit. Right. Uh huh. Worst case scenario, we should have had damn nine points on the board. You know what I mean? Right. So, you play, I, like I said, oh, uh, one other thing, like I was saying, when you play a defensive team, you can't leave points on the board. So don't be going for it all early unless you have to. Take that three. Right. Well, he did the same shit against Atlanta, too. And uh, no, that's another thing. Stop all this uh, going for it on fourth down. And like you said, if the game was uh, uh, you was beating them, if you was beating them by like 14 points or something like that and you want to go for a fourth down, okay. But you you didn't have a lead like that, a three-point lead. Why would you keep going forward on fourth down like this? Yeah. So I say that uh, keep running, even though Miles is nine for 29, keep running the football. That's why I keep running the football. And like you said, do more blitzing. 
do more, but don't don't let don't let Garoppolo get comfortable standing in the in the back throwing, trying to throw the football, even though he's been off target. He had a shitty, you can't tell by the stats, but he had a shitty first half. A shitty first yeah, half. He did. But don't let him get comfortable thinking thinking he he built like that to be throwing a football down the field like that. You got to get in his face, like uh Philip just mentioned. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Just running, keep running the football and 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 get to the quarterback. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. I think we probably should take some more shots down the field too, because they're not really, they secondary is not built like their front, their linebackers and their defensive line is where it's at. If you can get behind that secondary, you can bust their ass. Right. So, all right, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully we can get a 49er fan to join us. Um, I've been sending out tweets and no one has uh, hit me up yet, but at the end of the day, we, we do have coot, but I'd rather have talk to somebody that's from uh, California. Mm-hmm. From California. Well, Cooper is a 49ers fan. Yeah. So is my cousin Antoine that was just over too. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, then we'll be back. All right. Just me, Roger Craig, and a couple of friends. You know, we play the game where you pass, block, or run. But most of all, we ought to have big fun. I get the ball every now and then. They call me Roger, the Dodger. I bust through the defense. I'm on a team that's never been finer The San Francisco. All right, y'all, we back. The Eagles finals. Eagles 11 and the 49ers 17. We have uh, Joe West Coast Bias here from San Jose, California, a 49er fan. What's up, y'all? So, uh, what's going on, Joe? What's up, Joe? Good day for the faithful. Oh, oh, I'm sorry to introduce us. Uh, Phil and Leroy Judgmental Podcast. I'm Leroy, and that's uh, Phil. As you can see, with his name is Philly Pills. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. Nice to meet you all, man. All right, nice to meet you too. And let me get us some stats first before we get into it. We got uh, Jalen Hurts 12 for 23, 190 yards. We got Jalen Russian. We have Jalen Hurts, 10 carries for 82 yards. Miles Sanders, 13 for 55. And Gainwell, 6 for 14. Receiving, we have Watkins, 2 for, two for 117 yards. Goddard is 2 for 24. Gainwell is 2 for 18. Devontae Smith is 2 for 16. Zach Ertz is 1 for 6. Jalen Rieger, 2 for 5. And Miles Sanders, 1 for 4. And the 49ers. Garofalo, 22 for 30, 189 yards, one touchdown, no interception. Russian, Mitchell, 17 for 42. Hasty, 5 for 38. Garofalo, 11 for 20. Debo, 2 for 8. Sermon, 1 for 8. Justin, 1 for 2. And Cannon, 1 for a negative 1 yard. Receiving, we have Debo, 9 for 6 for 93. Uh, Debo is one of my fantasy football players. Too bad he didn't score. Hasty is four for 21. Kittle was four for 17. Jennings is two for 17. Justink, two for 15. And Mitchell is two for 11. Sheffield is one for nine. And Anak is one for six. Now, uh, since you're our guest, Joe, tell us what you think about the 49ers performance. Um. It was ugly, man, to be honest with you. Uh, started off really ugly. Your D-line was just controlling the trenches from the get. And uh, I have to say, uh, being the first game 
in Philly for the the home opener. I hadn't been there in a couple of years. Them fans was really uh, causing a lot of a lot of havoc as far as being able to hear snap counts, things of that nature. So, um, as far as far as the 49ers performance overall, like I said, we started out slow. Obviously, that drive at the end of the second half kind of you know got the momentum going for us, and we were able to take the lead because. Uh, I don't know. At halftime, I was like, I don't know how we're in the lead in this game the way we were playing. You know? <laughs> uh, obviously, the, the goal line stand was huge. That goal line stand was huge after that big, uh, that 90-yard bomb. Right. And, uh, first, I, I would say the first 25 minutes of that game, Jalen Hurts was just killing us with his legs, with his arm. I was like, man, we need to make some second-half adjustments here. But, uh Overall performance, you know, our D played well from, from when we made that, that goal line stand uh, throughout the rest of the game. I thought our D played great. We gave up some big plays, um, things of that nature. But, yeah, I love the way our D played. Our offense got in a little bit of a role. But I got to really give it up for what I think kept us in the game was our special team. You mean our, our coach? coach? Yeah, yeah. Our, they was coaching. Teams, man, our special teams definitely uh, came through for us. Our punter, Pinyala. At your own ten a couple times, even though you got the one big play, but the block the block field goal obviously. So special teams came through for us today. Mm-hmm. Now, all right, Phil, what you think about the Eagles' performance? I think the defense played good. I think Jalen was solid. It was the coaching. He was calling horrible plays because there's no way we got talent receivers like that where they only getting one catch and two catch. Like you got to spread that ball around and call more pass plays, get the ball up. Uh, snap count in a hurry so you know what I mean we can kind of catch them off guard that's what our downfall is we getting we got down there three times in the red zone and only walk away with three points when you playing a real good defensive team you you can't leave points on the board you got to take those three you can't be going for it unless you have to and we wasn't in a situation where we had to go for it you know what I mean right um yeah it was it was pretty much a poor coaching game all around but both teams had really poor coaching and um, I only give it to the 49ers on the second half because they had the ball. Uh, did you, did you, was you looking for the time of possession in the second half, Phil? No, no, nah, nah, okay. I thought you had it. No, nah, um, see, this the uh, score only does just a total time possession towards the game. They don't break it down that way. Well, yeah, we had no, I was just going to most of the time there. And, uh, you know, those two big uh, personal fouls on that last drive before we kicked the field goal took a lot of time off the clock. And then with y'all only having, you know, the timeouts that you had, had to be pretty quick. As far as yeah, that going. personal foul killed us by uh, the defensive end. I forget his name. But that killed us because it was a dumbass play. He just ran up and hit the dude for no reason. Yeah. Yes. And I also agree with Philip that uh, they need to – I can't really blame Jalen on this one, but they need to spread that ball around. You got two good receivers, and they only got, what, two catches apiece? Mm-hmm. So no, uh, uh-uh. no, it's it, you have to do something better than that. So yeah, it, and our defensive secondary is we're. I mean, we lost Barrett for the season. We're playing a rookie. We got a guy we just signed two weeks ago. I mean, our de- our defensive backfield right now is weak. So y'all that's what I said. Everything mm-hmm. out and just throwing a quick slant or something. Yep. Um, I I don't know what was going on with that. I, I was expecting him to spread us out, especially with Jalen. Because then you got uh, you got him, nobody on him. You know what I mean? Because we're not going to spy him with our D. 
So, you know, if we spread him out, maybe he can get loose and, and, and run up the crease real quick and score a touchdown. So I was very surprised you guys didn't spread us out right there. And, and right, you see how Jalen tried to throw the ball long, but it was always short. <laughs> well, it was two problems with that. For one, our receivers wasn't getting separation. And then two, Jalen wasn't throwing the ball far enough. Right. So even when it when it was a one on one, it was still like underthrown kind of. You know what I mean? So right. it just didn't work out. Right. So next week, Joe, the 49ers play the Green Bay Packers uh, Sunday night football, right? Correct. Okay. okay, now what's your thoughts on that game? Uh, I mean, it's Green Bay. We usually play them tough. I mean, last year they 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 kind of bombed on us, but, I mean, we're a depleted team at that point. We had the MVP uh, playing against us. So, usually we, we play very well against Green Bay, uh, not just uh, the last couple of years, but just oh, since I say since 2010. Now, mind you, I know that team isn't the team we have now. But I think Aaron usually comes in here with a chip on his shoulder because we we should have drafted him. Instead of mm-hmm. And uh, so he always wants to do good. And I think he puts a little bit too much pressure on himself because, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers, dude, dude's a beast. But when it comes down to the nitty-gritty and the pressure time, since he won that Super Bowl, he really hadn't come through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He really hadn't come through. And I'm talking about pressure situations. Uh, playoffs, NFC championships. You know, I mean, you've seen what we did with them two years ago in the NFC championship. Uh, but now that we're healthy, um, I'm I'm looking to see what happens Monday night because I highly doubt they're that team that lost last week. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm kind of waiting till Monday night to get a full assessment. But just from the eye test, as far as uh, seeing our team and their team, uh, I mean, Green Bay, Green Bay got the running game. They got Jones. Rodgers makes all of their receivers dangerous. You know, they don't just got Devontae. They got Belden Scanley. They got Lazar. Uh, then they got uh, the other running back. I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, that comes out the back door that spells uh, Jones, too. So their offense is there. Not quite sure about their defense. Uh, and when it, when it comes to our offense, I mean, we're, we're hot and cold. We could look terrible. Like you guys saw, we could look terrible for a uh, quarter and a half, and all of a sudden just boom go down there and, and, and score in like, you know, five, six plays or whatever the case may be. But I'm really looking to see what Green Bay does Monday night uh, in order to, you know, really give a fair assessment of what I can expect next. But it's going to be popping. It's going to be the home opener. I'm going to be there. So it's going to be popping. Sure. Now, real quick, uh, what do you think about your coach, uh, Kyle Sanahan? Um, I think people put him on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? Like, He's the greatest offensive mind there ever was. The dude, the dude can scheme some plays up. Don't don't get me wrong, but I think he got a little PTSD from when he was the Atlanta coordinator and he had that Super Bowl locked up, and he decided to try and put his uh, <laughs> foot on the neck. And they had all those fumbles and all those dumbass play calls, so he went from one extreme trying to like put their foot on the neck and just blow them out to now I'm just gonna run the ball three straight times and hopefully we can get a first down and, and finish this off because. I mean, he just makes no, no. Ball. Didn't he uh, try to pass it? You talking about against the in the uh, Super Bowl? He passed it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's three. trying to put the foot on the neck, trying to pass it, yeah. just running the ball and kicking a field right. goal. You know what I mean? So, so when he did that, I think something in the back of the head is like, all right, we would have won that Super Bowl. Super Bowl if I just ran the ball. So now, when it comes to those situations where we need to get a first down, 
when we need to put the foot on their neck and you know play action pass something to the flat something like that he's not doing that he's just calling a straight run he had one play to Debo today where we got a first down that was up the middle or just just short of a first down where it was a cool play call but most of the time when we're playing and we're in a situation where we're in a lead he gets really passive with that uh, with the offensive play calling I mean I don't know if you guys had a chance to see the highlights against Detroit, but it didn't really do it justice. I mean, we just put in all our secondary players, and then next thing you know, we're playing prevent defense with all of our all of our uh, bench dudes and letting them come back. Oh, it's okay. We got this lead. We got this lead. Next thing you know, they get a, a offside, onside kick, and it's a whole different game. Now we have to put our players back in. So he just uh, like I said, he's real conservative, and you don't when you think Kyle Shanahan, you don't think conservative, but when it push comes to shove in crunch time, he gets conservative with his play call. Well, all right, Philip. The Eagles is playing the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football next week. Mm. What are your thoughts? Uh, I thought today, like I thought we was gonna lose, but I I thought we we had enough that we could win. Like when I said the Eagles had uh was gonna win ten games, I had them losing this game, even though I was cheering for them and I wanted them to win. Now, Dallas, I have a splitting with Dallas because we're playing twice a year. So this would be the one that I believe will win. You know what I mean? And Dallas, they last week, they scored points, but their defense is terrible. So if their defense plays like that again, and our defense can put a little – because these first two games, our defense, even though we fucked up this game and gave up two 90-yard uh, drives, you know what I mean, for touchdowns, They've been playing pretty good, you know what I mean, for these first two games. So, if we can put some pressure on the Cowboys, we can beat them. Yeah, well, I agree. They're going to – either way, either they lose this one, it's going to be split one way or the other. So, uh, I agree with that. It's hard to beat uh, – uh, well, I guess you can call the Cowboys a good team. It's hard to beat the Cowboys and your own division twice to uh, two straight. Right. So uh, it's going to definitely be a split, but hopefully they'll get it together uh, and do better than they did th- this game. Right, because Dak Dak is playing pretty good, but they ain't getting nothing from Zeke. And as long as he ain't getting nothing, he's probably getting frustrated. So we can wrap his ass up too. Right, and uh, I'm apologize to uh, Philly Phils ahead of time. Because uh, I see that uh, Mr. Joe, West Coast's bias, is a hip-hop head. And we're going to start naming some artists that Philip is going to say, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the one thing, uh, we do, with our podcast also, we do a musical episode, a Spotify musical episode. You know, Spotify, you can have a podcast and have music playing in a podcast without getting any copyright, you know, uh, uh, banners and bands on it. And we do one on uh, slept on rappers, and I did one on uh, one of my picks was Ray Dog, which is uh, Andre Nicotina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always say that okay, when it comes to Philly rappers and uh, Bay Area rappers, they have a lot in common because uh, the Bay Area rappers, okay, there's there's the Coop, there's uh, the hieroglyphics, there's mm-hmm. Too Short. And there's uh, the Loonies. And, okay, those are different rappers who, who uh, drew down. These different rappers who who talk, who talk have different subject matters. But one thing in common, they all can rap. Because, see, here, here, if you name all Philly rappers, 
they all can rap. There's nobody that's like, oh, no, well, he's not that good or whatever like that. They all can really rap. But in terms of Philly rappers is now, when it comes to songs, that's another story. Like Cassidy. Cassidy can rap circles around pretty much anybody. But when it comes to songs, I mean, all he yeah. has is what, like Hotel and My Drink and My Two-Step and yeah. stuff like that. So, uh, but how do you feel about that, what I, what I said? Um, I feel you. I, I know what you're talking about. And, uh, and everybody that you named from the Bay, uh, definitely uh you know has proven themselves uh not just locally but like on a national level when you said the coup it kind of threw me off i was like wow okay you know what are you talking about <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're, uh i have to tell you we're we're pretty much older than we look so <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the thing is it's from the bay when you get into the bay you got the whole hype movement too you right know? and uh it's more about not lyrics, it's just more about style and, and point and, and perspective mm -hmm. um, when you go that route. When I think of Philly rappers, like the first dude that comes to my head, obviously is like Black Thought. You know, right. he's one of my he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. That dude's just, just sick with it. But uh Philly's lot lyrics, lyrics and and words and and uh what's what's the word I'm looking for? You know, they, they tell stories, but they don't tell them in a slick rick type of way they just they, they hit you with lyrics and a lot of conscious type stuff that comes out comes out of philly and mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean the roots obviously they're they're one of my favorite uh hip-hop bands of all time is the roots uh they're just quest himself even though he don't he, he's not on the beats just but quest his ideas and his concepts is is mind-blowing so um yeah man i i totally agree with you what you said there's also some stuff in the bay and, and California, for that matter, uh, Living Legend, uh, Merz, these are underground mm -hmm. rappers. Yeah, I know who they are. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, the Grouch and all them, and they get mad love, too. I mean, they tour Japan, all that other stuff, too. They're all over the place, Europe. But, uh, and those guys are, again, more conscious and telling you what's going on with, the, with society and things of that nature. So I really love that type of hip-hop. I love all hip-hop, don't get me wrong. I'll be in the in the club with a banger that comes on or something. I'll be cool with that. But um, I used I used to rhyme too. So and I I used to think of myself as an MC. So lyrics uh, are what really gets me. Lyrics, wordplay, double entendres, things of that nature. Right. That, that's what I thrive off of. Love. Right. We're we're the same way because my thing is when when it comes to rappers, I'm like, okay, if this person is good, tell me what he said. Mm -hmm. And and you know, I'm from the 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 era where if the rapper had said something, you had to keep rewinding it over and over again just yeah. to just to try to pick it up. Like how yeah. you were saying about the double entendres. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, Red Man has this famous lyric, press rewind if I haven't blown your mind. Like, right. I think of that lyric every time. I go, wait, what did he say? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, right. yeah, it's just like, and then sometimes you hear like three different things that come out of one word. Like, it's just, it's just nuts. So that's the thing that gets my eye. Gets my heart pounding, and like we're like, okay, this this, this dude got some heat. Our female, I heard females got some heat too. So you know. yeah, oh yeah, we don't we don't discriminate that way. <laughs> so uh, give us your top five Bay Area rappers. Oh, top five Bay Area rappers. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say. Um, I mean, you got to throw E Forty and Too Short. They're the Godfathers in there. Mm -hmm. Right. Forty. Uh, 
too short. Max Dre. I put Max Dre in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this this group don't get a lot of credit, but uh, they should because I grew up on them. And there's two of them in there. One of them's gone. Rest in peace, uh, RBL Posse. Yeah, uh, my Bama weed. That's yeah, that's not yeah, Bama yeah, Bama weed. weed. Yeah, they don't smoke that shit in the SSC. Mm-hmm. Don't smoke that <laughs> and then, um, you know, if I really really had to put it down, Pox from the Bay. You know, Pox got his game from the Bay. So, uh, rapper, so is it? Uh, oh, okay, Phils, you the judge. Can you put uh, a <laughs> pocket of a barrier top no. off? All no. right, oh, why can't you? I don't look at him as a big area rapper. Nah. What do you guys look at him as? LA rapper? Uh, see, that's that, Baltimore. Shit. Me, yeah, like, but Baltimore? uh, god. Uh, that's a hard one. That's a tough one. You look at any documentary when Pac's speaking, when he's speaking from his own mouth, mm-hmm. he got his game from the back. Uh. And then he's always rep Oakland. He's always rep Oakland. So, and he's on, and he's on a lot. Listen to All Eyes on Me. How many barrier rappers do features on his shit right there? Yeah, but uh, yeah. We claim him. We claim him in the Bay. We claim Pac. So I got to throw Pac up there. And Pac is just. He's he's my favorite rapper, but he's not my favorite like lyricist. I go right. Lyricist, I go big out, I go big pun, I go uh Nas, obviously. M is just stupid with his lyrics. Um I mean I could keep going on and on when when Jada Kiss is super dope with this shit. Like I said, Black Thought. I mean, I could go all day with actual lyricists and people that 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 rhyme mm-hmm. um, that are way above Pac as far as their, their content and lyrics are concerned, but just his passion and what he did so much at such a young age, you know, the man was 25 when he passed and all the shit he left us. Uh, I was a fan when I was a teenager, so. Okay, so you said E-40, Too Short, RBL Posse, and Pac, you missing one more. Oh, E-40, Too Short, RBL Pac, um, Mac Dre, I said Mac Dre. Okay, Mac Dre, that's five, right, you said Mac Dre. All right. Okay, so what's your, your top five overall? Of all time? Yes. Oh, I hate this question, man, because there's way more than five. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Jay-Z up there. Um, Jay-Z, uh, Black Thought, um, Rakim. Rakim's up there. Jay-Z, Black Thought, Rakim. I gotta go biggie. And my my fifth one's a sleeper is uh because he didn't put that out that much is uh big pun. Okay. No, that's yeah. not really that's not really a sleeper. That's yeah. a good that's a good top five. Yeah, that's a good top yeah. five. N- now we can bring uh Philip back in the conversation. Uh you're also a Marvel fan. <laughs> now is this uh movies, everything overall, or is this just comic books? Mine is movies and the uh, entire MCU. Oh, okay. Every MCU movie. I've watched all the shows. Uh, I did read some of the comics when I was younger, uh, but as I got older, I kind of I kind of phased out a bit. But uh, same is what I'm into. Yeah, me and Philip is the same thing. We were in the comics also when we were uh, younger. Um, okay, so you have you been watching What If? Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. All right, the last episode was probably one of the best ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, have you been watching it, Phil? Have you watched nah, it yet? I haven't watched it yet. I put it in my queue to watch it. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, uh, they did one. What if Killmonger uh, saved uh, Tony Stark's? Uh, remember when Tony Stark's, when he got kidnapped before he created Iron Man? Mm-hmm. So uh, Killmonger uh, saved him from being kidnapped and stuff. And so it was like, what if, you know, that happened? I'm not going to go in Pacifics because it's, it's a deeper story than what I'm telling you. You should, you should see mm-hmm. it for your own. But that was one of the best ones. Um, that one was good. And what was the one uh, last week? The one last week was... Uh, zombies. Yeah, the zombie one was good also. Really actually, good. actually, to be honest with you, the show actually really did pick up. Because remember when you first said it had asset Coop had said something about it. Right. Um, I didn't really. The first episode was all right, but it actually really did pick up. So I think the first episode didn't really interest me, but then the second one sounded like something I'd be more interested in. That's why I put it in my queue. Right. Yeah, what they're doing with that is something. Um, it's an anthology series, so everything's different every single episode. And then, uh, without giving anything away, they end some of the episodes on cliffhangers. Right. That they never gonna, are going to go back to. I mean, they okay. started, they already uh, said they were going to do season two. So maybe they continue those cliffhangers mm-hmm. in season two. But every single episode is totally different. Some of them, like I said, I don't know cliffhangers. And I, I have a 14 year old son. I watch it with him and he's like, he, he just gets all pissed off. Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> right. Because last week's episode with the Killmonger, it just ended. It wasn't like, you know, it, it wasn't really no end to it. Exactly. But like you said, so they can just pick it up like next season. And now, uh, uh, what were you about to say, Phil? Go ahead. No, I'm just going to ask the question. Do they have comic books? That's what if? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are based off of uh, comic books. Um, uh, what, I was, what I was about to say was um, the uh, the Captain Carter. The Captain Carter also ended with uh, in a cliffhanger. Yeah. So, yeah, they actually can go back to that. So, did you see the uh, last Marvel movie? What, what's the, what's the name of it? Uh, Shang Chi. Yeah. Have you have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and my boy went and seen it. Okay. How was it? Good. Good. Surprisingly good. Um, you know, you go in there kind of with a low expectation because Black Widow was uh, that's my favorite Avenger for obvious reasons, but <laughs> um. That, that movie was cool, but it just it didn't come through in the way I thought it was going to come through. Mm-hmm. So I, I had low expectations for this because, uh, you know, they're introducing a new character out of like coming out of left field, basically, as far as the MCU is concerned. Uh, so but when I watched it, it had its typical flow of a movie uh, starts a little slowly get into it. It had a lot of uh, good comedy, good one liners, things of that nature. Really like the way they uh, integrated um, the Asian culture into it, filming in San Francisco, filming in the Bay, Chinatown, things like that. Um, you know, because it's always good to see other other cultures. You know, people have these uh, stereotypes and these foregone conclusions of what a certain culture is like. Uh, and then when you really get into it, movies like that open your eyes a little bit as far as why things are done the way they're done. So they had some of that up in there too. And the storytelling was just good on it. Uh, action scenes were great. Final action scene, how Marvel always has their big fight at the end, came through. Uh, CGI was great, but overall, overall, really good movie. I kind of had to force my son to go because he wasn't feeling it. But mm-hmm. then once I got there and we started watching the movie, he came out. He's like, yeah, I'm glad we came to come see this movie. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I want to see it, but uh, 
the, the only thing is about going to the movies now nowadays now when a movie theater started uh, opening after you know during the during the covid you couldn't eat or drink now can you eat or drink in the movie theaters now uh over here in cali depending on what county you're in well yeah it, uh in the county i'm in santa clara county you can eat and drink but i'm old school man i bring my own food in my <laughs> <laughs> i do the, I, I do the same thing i can't hear like yeah. <laughs> I, I can't i can't do it with a lady though that's why i always go by myself so what i i, I do is i wear a cargo. well when the weather's warm I wear mm-hmm. cargo uh, pants and I yep. put all my drinks and food in the cargo yep. pants. The big ass hoodie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell you the last time I bought shit in the movie theater. Take yourself a good 30 bucks. Uh, yep. <laughs> I get uh, two sodas of popcorn, some candy. That's 43.50, sir. What the hell? 7-Eleven <laughs> spent 12 bucks. Uh, yep. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, I can every time I go to a movie, I always make sure I wear those uh cargo pants and have my, yes, have my, my shit in the pants. Make me a sandwich, put my sandwich in it. Don't laugh though, because uh, well, do you do a film, don't you? No, <laughs> I, I like the old school tradition, I like to have me some buttered popcorn from the movie theater, but it better be fresh or it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> I mean, that's the one. The one thing I don't bring in is popcorn. I mean, that microwave popcorn will go, go bad real quick. So I will splurge on some popcorn, but it'll be like a little small one. So. Right. <laughs> so what about the uh, other TV shows like um, Falcon and Winter Soldier? And did you watch all those? Yeah, I like the watched, Falcon. I've watched every every Marvel episode on Disney Plus, uh, all the MCU movies. I'm totally caught up on everything. I mean, there, there's a couple of... Uh, a couple of like uh, small series that are like short mini films called uh, One Shot, Marvel One Shot series. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yes. Um, I haven't seen all of those, but besides that, when it comes to any series, I mean, I even watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, yeah. yeah I, I'm all the way, man. I'm, I, I love comic book movies. Yeah. DC too. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., um, if they could have cut, the last season wasn't bad. But if they could have cut like maybe a season out of it, it actually would have been a pretty good show. I think it just yeah, stayed on too long. For a yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was a fan at first and then I kind of phased out in my system. Yeah, uh, when she started being an alien type shit, it like kind of got boring. I kind of forced myself to, to finish watching. I took a year off of it, then I went back and streamed the rest. So mm-hmm. I, I feel you, I know what you're saying right there, where they kind of lost me for a minute. Uh what about you on the TV shows, Phil? Have you watched it? Which ones? Um, all the uh, uh, the Marvel of uh, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I like I like Dibble and Dabble. Like I've seen like maybe like four or five episodes of the Winter Soldier. I kind of liked it. I thought it was kind of decent because they had like real characters. But the only thing I didn't like was early on was the bickering back and forth between the two uh, main characters. I thought that was kind of corny. Mm-hmm. Maybe at first is okay, but to keep to keep going with it was a little corny to me. You know what I mean? Uh, uh jumping out of the Marvel universe. Um, have y'all been watching Titans on HBO Max? I just started watching that. Uh, I haven't watched I'm it. on the beginning of season two right now. Mm-hmm. Uh Phil, that's a very good TV show. Do See people die on there? Yes, and they cuss and have sex and all that type okay. of stuff on there okay. and, and naked. 
it, it's, check it out. Yeah, because when you hear a DC show, you think about like mm-hmm. Arrow and Flash. And- well, see, I was I was a big fan of Arrow and Flash and those two, but then it just got got stale after a while. So mm-hmm. then I just stopped watching. Yeah, it got too kiddish. Mm-hmm. Got too kiddish too. Yeah. Superman and Lois. Back in the day, Superman yeah. and Lois. You talking show. about the new one? No, I haven't watched. The oh new no, uh-uh. no. They got a big budget. I stay away from the CW DC shows for the most part. But I mean, I grew up loving Superman, so I'm like, I have mm-hmm. to watch this. Um, I just finished the first season yesterday. Was it good? Good show. Good show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good show because they uh they deal in all uh, like like Marvel has their multiverse. Mm-hmm. So that show kind of delves into that a bit because when they did that big mashup of all the CW shows, I forgot mm-hmm. what it was called. The- yeah, I know we know what you're talking about. Yeah. So they go back and they pull stuff from that into this show. Um, I don't want to spoil it for y'all, but there's like, there's a, a few like, oh shit moments. You're like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, where they just pull something, a rabbit out the hat that you weren't expecting. The budget's okay. bigger, the CGI is better. It doesn't look all super fake. I'll check out like two episodes to see if I can get into it, but I've watched so much Smallville and Superman TV shows. <laughs> like you get overkill the same story at first. Air, air, Go away. I'm sorry. I was going to say. Yeah, I won't give anything away, but this one is they leave Metropolis to go to Smallville. Okay. I'll check it out. If I ever get around to it, I'll watch like the first two, see if it hold me. But the three, you know, the three shows that pissed me off because they stopped stopped, uh, showing them was Daredevil, The Punisher, and uh, Luke Cage. And I loved all three of those shoes, and then it was like Damn, they just asked that shit. Yep. Yeah, out of nowhere, like no, no closure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was about to say, uh, remember Phil, how we always talk about Smallville, like the guy's Superman, and he would never try to work on his powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never work on his powers. Didn't want to wear the suits. Like, well, why you right. take the damn robe? And, re- <laughs> and remember when the alien, like the the alien, like uh, what did he do? Like hypnotize him or went in his body? No, it went in his body. And he was like, actually, really, Superman come flying yep. air and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, <laughs> after when he got the alien, now you would think like, well, I can fly now or whatever. And a guy would never try to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a <laughs> shitty TV show. <laughs> that was a shitty TV show right there. I'm like, man, I've been, I'd have been in that barn, uh, flying. I'd have been shooting bullets in my chest. I'd have been doing something. Just keep jumping out the window until you fucking learn how to fly. Exactly. It ain't like you're gonna get hurt when you hit the ground. Exactly. 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 You hurt the ground. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Um, do you want to give us your social media? Uh, yeah. My uh, my Twitter is just at gold underscore blooded four oh eight. Um, you know, I'm I'm a huge Niner fan, a Giants fan, but I am a Laker fan, not a Warrior fan. So. <laughs> uh, with, with my geriatric ass team over there but uh but that's it man i'm mainly on twitter I, I don't really mess around with anything else i just go on twitter because you know i like the feedback i like to interact with people and uh, i get to pe- meet people like y'all so that's a good thing yeah that's what makes twitter good because it's the only type of uh, social media that i really you know really go on i mean we have our facebook and all that stuff we'll give it out but um, I mainly use Twitter because it because it is and and it's quick. Like I like like looking at the uh, 49ers and Eagles game. I see people talking about the Niners and all that stuff. And I see how people wanted to put uh, Trey Lance in the game and uh, 
Yeah, okay. You want to ruin him? You want to ruin his career? Go ahead, put him in there. You know. Right. Yeah, they was talking about uh putting him in the game when Garofalo was was uh I don't know who he was throwing it to that especially that first quarter. Yeah. I don't know who he was throwing it to. Throwing all way way behind his receiver, over the receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah the defense was on his ass. Yeah, a lot of people don't take into account is your DBs are disrupting our routes too. So our mm-hmm. offense is based off timing. So if your DB throws a little elbow and gets my guy to turn, that's gonna take a half a second off his route, and now it's gonna throw off the entire the entire uh, rhythm of the play. So Jimmy's Jimmy's a rhythm quarterback. He needs to get in rhythm and rhythm. So when I mm-hmm. hear these people saying put Trey Lance in. Like, okay, so if Jimmy's in the rhythm, you want him to come out of the game and watch some other dude? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And we didn't draft Trey to win a Super Bowl this year. We drafted him to win a Super Bowl a couple years down the line. Let that man sit and learn. And Jimmy's going to be Jimmy. He's going to miss his throws. He's, he's going to fumble the ball. He's going to throw at least one interception a game, which is what he does. Everybody knows this. But our defense, hopefully, will be good enough to overcome that. And uh, today was – Today was one of those days that we were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone, y'all can reach us on Twitter and Facebook at PNL Judgmentals, uh, Instagram at the two underscores Judgmentals, and email us at PNLJudgmentals at gmail.com. And we also got a TikTok, a TikTok. I was about to say TikTok, TikTok at uh, PNL Judgmentals. And I appreciate you, Joe. And your Twitter handle is West Coast Bias, but you actually really not West Coast Bias because Black Thor is in your uh, top rapper. So <laughs> <laughs> most of my top rappers are East Coast. Right? <laughs> All right, I appreciate you, Joe. Thank All you, right, Joe. You have a good one, man. Yeah. All right, have a good one.